1: bring on the weird elijah are you ready to bring on the weird
0: you know it buddy how about you
1: oh hell yeah every single time every day actually yeah. yeah, all the time,
0: even when I sleep. What if one of us said no, we weren't ready? God, I don't know. That's not a thing. Nah, I'm always ready.
1: <laughs> even when I'm sleeping. The other night I dreamed that I was with, with a bunch of like high schoolers, and I have no idea. I don't know if we were running for some, from something. But the dream, of course, it's not supposed to make sense because it's a dream. We were like the downstairs area where the HVAC units and the furnace and all that is. And the science lab was near there. And we were in a science lab and somebody was fucking around. I wasn't even with anybody I know. It was just all a whole bunch of just random NPCs. I don't know. Non-player dream characters. And somebody started a fire. And it zipped all the way to the furnace and fucked up the furnace. And we ran out of there like we were in trouble. But it was like an apocalypse situation. I don't know. Fucking crazy. See? So weird. In my dream.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fucking weird, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some interpreter out there who's like, ah, see.
1: Stay away from high schools.
0: Yeah, that means he was touched as a child. <laughs> 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 I hope it's not that, buddy.
1: Was that a uh, Sigmund Freud thing? Was it Freud or was it somebody else?
0: Uh, yeah, Sigmund Freud. Everything was sexual with him Every, i think everything was gay too i think like if you liked pants that secretly meant you wanted to touch little boys wieners <laughs> uh you know like you know if you prefer apples to bananas you know that means you want to fuck a squirrel or something <laughs> like just weird shit man like just pulling it out of nowhere
1: he was a i don't know what he was he was something else maybe he liked his mom a little too much
0: well, that's very possible. Because you know that'll make people do weird things, man. Look, look at that. What was his name? Ed Kemper? That fucking killer? Was that who it was? I, I don't... Ed, he had like a weird obsession with his mom and her shoes or something like that. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the full story. Maybe one day we'll do a, a murder episode.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds a little too... True
0: crimey. It's very true crimey. But hey, that's where the money is these days, I guess. People <laughs> just want to hear about other people's misfortune.
1: Because like, damn, that shit is never gonna happen to me. Next thing you know it, you're a skin suit.
0: That's a very real possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you hear all these stories and you you never know, man. You like it it could be my fucking neighbor. My neighbor could have somebody hanging up. By chains in their in his basement right now.
1: And every morning you see him and he's like, Hello, have a good day. That's nice to see you out in the yard playing lawn darts and stuff. Meanwhile, he's got somebody curing in the basement.
0: That's scary. But very possible.
1: Nothing is impossible.
0: Well, I don't know if I believe that. Why? I feel like there are impossibilities. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Very low
0: probability
1: of a lot of things. It's very... It's very unlikely, very unlikely, that a toucan is going to bust through your basement window and then peck out your eyes. It's never impossible. The chances are never zero.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's never zero. (laughs) There's
1: never been a toucan eyeball attack in your journal
0: area, probably. But I could be the first. (laughs) Could be. Chances are never zero. (laughs) It was the first time for everything, right? (laughs) Well,
1: what happened last time? Previously on Bringing the Weird, we were talking about John Fitzgerald Kennedy's war efforts. He was a war hero, goddammit.
0: A fucking war hero, man. What war was that? He joined in 1941.
1: He joined in 1941,
0: yeah. So that is pretty
1: much right when the U.S. got involved in
0: WW2. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Talked about how the Nazis can't take credit for their scientific technology advances fully because they had help from people of other worlds. Ooh. We went over that document basically saying, yo, they were fucking people. They weren't people, but there were things. There was a craft and this shit is not from here. And there
1: were Two
0: crashes at Roswell, well, near Roswell. Yeah, two. Not a lot of people know that.
1: Yeah, I did not know that. I thought there was just the one, and they're like, oh, there was an alien. No, it wasn't. It was a weather balloon. But we found some stuff. No, it was a weather balloon.
0: Just a weather balloon, man. And then uh, even the affidavit, remember the affidavit by uh, Walter G. Halt, halt, Lieutenant Walter Halt? That even said that they he was in this meeting and they were talking about how we're going to deter people from the other crash site and stuff like that. So it basically confirmed there was another crash site. Oh, yeah. I got another uh, document that I'll be reading to you about it. Well, part of it anyway. Now? Not right this second. Soon. Very soon. But uh. so basically we ended the last one saying that Eisenhower, who was not the president, he was, uh... Oh, well, what the fuck was he? was he? I guess he was the uh, chief of staff of the army at the time. Okay. And he sent... You know, he, he basically orchestrated this whole cover-up. Kind of like, hey, you go here, and you do this, and you do that, and... He was a director. So, yeah. Essentially. So that's kind of where we ended off the last episode. This episode... Eisenhower is president. Oh, down, down, down! That's coming out of WW two, though, right? Yeah, he was uh, elected in a landslide over uh, Adlai Stevenson in 1952. All right. Uh, he was the first Republican in office since Hoover in 1933. That's when Hoover Damn. left office. 1933 was the last time a Republican was in office. And then here comes Eisenhower. Move over, you blue bitches. (laughs) About to paint this country red. Oh, shit. Not blood, red, Republican red. Well, maybe some blood, too. I I don't know. I mean, Eisenhower, he's a fucking war dude. You know what I mean? Maybe that's who we need. (laughs) Real one. Yeah. All the real ones know. (laughs) So, two weeks after he won presidency, Eisenhower went to D.C. for some briefings on numerous classified things. And this guy, Wilbert Smith, who was a member of the Canadian government, Mm -hmm. he said that this is what he said. A member of the Canadian government said one of the topics was far more classified than even the hydrogen bomb was. Damn. Yeah, that, I mean... That had to be pretty classified, and now this one is far more. Essentially, it was a briefing about MJ-12 and UFOs and shit, and uh, I have that briefing for you, buddy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to... Obviously, I'm not going to read through this whole... It's eight pages, but I'm just going to hit you with a couple things here. Uh, The subject is... uh, Well... Let me give you the warning. The warning is the first thing. It says, this is a top secret eyes only document containing compartmentalized information essential to the national security of the United States. Eyes only access to the material herein is strictly limited to those possessing majestic 12 clearance level reproduction in any form or the taking of written or mechanically transcribed notes is strictly forbidden.
1: Holy shit! That sounds like a VHS warning.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the FBI is gonna come to your house, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, and it it just it, right there. Majestic Twelve clearance. So uh, right, yeah, they're obviously uh, saying that it's there. It exists. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. I, I mean, this whole document is basically about Majestic Twelve, MJ Twelve. Like one of the first things here, Operation Majestic 12 is a top secret. This So this is all for Eisenhower, the incoming president. This says right here, this document has been prepared as a preliminary briefing only. It should be regarded as introductory to a full operations briefing intended to follow. So it's just kind of like, hey, Damn. chief, here's a heads up. This is what's happening. We'll fill you in more later. It's
1: a trailer for what's coming.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like This is is what's been going on, buddy. You have no idea what's going on here, but uh, let me...
1: Welcome to the big chair. Over (laughs) here is the red phone. As for the nukes, don't touch it yet.
0: Is that the phone he calls the Powerpuff Girls with? (laughs) Alright, so right here it says, Operation Majestic 12 is a top secret research and development intelligence operation responsible directly and only to the President of the United States. Holy shit. Directly and only to the president so at this time they were dealing only with the president
1: damn that's way up there
0: yeah you'd think it'd be some sort of like
1: air force thing or or a navy thing but no straight to the president
0: yeah well so i guess we'll probably get into that a little more it could have been an air force or navy thing and they were like ah, you know what nah we don't want anything to do with this you guys got it <laughs> so you think they turned it down like the air force is like what what the
1: hell i got bigger stuff than this to do get, take that somewhere else
0: well sort of yeah but it was it had to do with uh not alien it had to do with some top secret shit but they were just like you know you guys you guys handle this uh you'll you'll see when we get into it a little <laughs> further
1: the Majestic 12, are basically, like men in black. Best of the best of the best, sir.
0: Actually, it, sort of, yeah. So the best of the Marines,
1: best of the Navy, best of the Air Force. Y-
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got a list of the, the founding members here. It's in this document Admiral Roscoe H. Hillenco- Hillencotter, I guess. H I L L E N. K-O-E-T-T-E-R.
1: Well, no wonder they shut the whole damn thing down.
0: Yeah, they couldn't spell it. They were like, fuck it. it, This this is the first
1: guy we're going to deal with? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Dr. Venevar Bush. Oh, Bush, huh? Secretary James Forrestal. We all remember what happened to him. And if not, go back and listen to the last episode because (laughs) he was suicided. Uh, General Nathan Twining. He was also in the last episode. He was sent by Eisenhower to do the... uh, the, Yeah, let's fuck with the Roswell thing. (laughs) Uh, General Hoyt S. Vandenberg. Dr. Detlev Bronk.
1: Oh, that sounds Russian.
0: I think his name does come up a little later as well. Dr. Jerome Hunsaker. Mr. Sidney Sewers. Which... He was one of the ones who visited Forrestal. Mr. Gordon Gray, Dr. Donald Menzel, General Robert M. Montague, Dr. Lloyd Berkner. And those are your founding members of the Majestic 12 group.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: and it says the death of Secretary Forrestal on the 22nd of May 1949 created a vacancy which remained unfulfilled or unfilled until the 1st of August, 1950 upon which date general Walter B. Smith was designated as permanent replacement. Hmm. So essentially this briefing goes on to explain how, you know, Roswell happened. Um, and then because of Roswell, this group got, gets put together, but then this is kind of interesting here. Uh, I don't know. Let me see where I want to start this. Actually, let me just read this whole little paragraph here for you. Cause it's the whole thing's kind of interesting. Uh, on the 7th of July, 1947, a secret operation was begun to assure recovery of the wreckage of this object for scientific study. During the course of this operation, Aerial reconnaissance discovered that four small human-like beings had apparently ejected from the craft at some point before it exploded. Wow. These had fallen to Earth about two miles east of the wreckage site. All four were dead and badly decomposed due to action by, presider- by predators and exposure to the elements during the approximately one week time period which had elapsed before their discovery. A special scientific team took charge of removing these bodies for study. It says see attachment C, which I don't have. The wreckage of the craft was also removed to several different locations. Attachment B, don't have. Civilian and military... This part is kind of interesting because it basically confirms. Civilian and military witnesses in the area were debriefed and news reporters were given the effective cover story that the object had been a misguided weather research balloon.
1: Oh, holy
0: shit. It says it right there. The effective cover story. Damn. That it was a weather balloon. This is what we told them to tell them. It's right here in the fucking
1: document, dude. Alright, going back a little bit. The bodies, they died and they were decomposing on Earth. Yes. And predators were were getting the flesh. So yes. you think... There'd be some sort of weird situation with some predators out there, with some whatever was decomposing them, whether they were getting dehydrated or uh, parasites were getting to them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or bacteria getting to them. Yeah, you're you're saying like vultures or coyotes or whatever they're out there now. They're dying because of these weird parasites or what, it, like just non-earth things. Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible. I, don't, I didn't see anything about that. I wonder if they even they had to have considered that, right? Hopefully, but it's not like you can just track down some coyote in the middle of the
1: desert and say, "Hey, buddy, did you snack on that thing that wasn't from Earth?" Yeah, you can't just that's that's. Can you do that? You can't just track it down. You can study some poop for a while, but
0: I mean, I would think you look in the area, you find a fuck a randomly dead vulture. Maybe, maybe you do a little, uh, you know, a fucking... Oh, what do you call it when you cut the body open?
1: Uh, an autopsy. An autopsy.
0: Good lord, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Vasectomy. Nope, that's something else. Whoa. Yeah. You're cutting the body.
1: Yep. A vivisection. How about that? A vivisection.
0: Ooh, remember that? What? From Unit 731? I don't know.
1: That's where you just cut them in half, right?
0: It's, you do it, but you don't, you're not under any anesthesia. That's a vivisection. Oh, okay. a, like instead of a dissection, I think a vivisection is under n- no anesthetics at all.
1: It's not a good time for anybody.
0: I can't, you know what? Now I can't remember. I remember they did it without any sort of anesthetics, but I thought vivisection meant, oh, Vivisection is when you're alive. Dissection is when you're dead. Because it starts with die. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if that's why I don't think so. But okay. Maybe that's one way to remember it. Dissection, you're dead. Vivisection, you vividly remember it. <laughs> until until you die from it. Because
1: that's what they did. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Nasty. Horrible. Ooh. Horrible.
0: Oh my god. Let me hit you with this other paragraph real quick. Since it is virtually certain that these craft do not originate in any country on Earth, considerable speculation has centered around what their point of origin might be and how they get here. Mars was and remains a possibility, although some scientists, most notably Dr. Menzel, consider it more likely that we are dealing with beings from another solar system entirely
1: that's a very high speculation there dr menzel
0: well dr menzel was part of the majestic 12 dr menzel also uh was he was one of the first theoretical astronomers and astrophysicists in the u.s he discovered the physical properties of the of the solar chromosphere the chemistry of stars the atmosphere of mars and the nature of gaseous nebulae. Oh. So he wasn't no fucking I, slouch, brother. Right. <laughs> all right. And this guy's saying, look, maybe Mars, I don't know. But I think another solar system, they're coming from another solar. This fucking astrophysicist is saying these things are coming from not even our solar system, dude. And he would know. He's been looking at our solar system, and he's like, nah. These things...
1: There's no planet in our solar system that these things could have came from,
0: yeah, damn you just go through his Wikipedia. this guy has done all kinds of shit. he wrote the first edition of a field guide to the stars and planets, which was published in nineteen seventy five it rapidly became a bestseller like he's got all these constellations that are in a f- like he's linked them into families I don't know how that works but <laughs> Whoa, this is interesting. I just saw this on Wikipedia. The Psychological Strategy Board commissioned Menzel to advocate for skepticism concerning the reality of UFOs. He authored or co-authored three popular books to debunk UFOs. What? Huh? Flying Saucers Myth Truth History in 1953, The World of Flying Saucers in 1963, and The UFO Enigma in 1977.
1: So he was told and he wrote books saying that they're not there.
0: This is obvious disinformation, dude.
1: It's right there.
0: I mean, he he's like, nah, this shit ain't real. And he's like snickering with his buddies. Yo, this shit is real. <laughs> I just wrote this stuff to get a paycheck. That's wild, man. I don't, I mean, again, that's on Wikipedia, that part. So I don't know how true that is, but I imagine that's easily it, you know, it's very easy to look up to see if he was part of that. Well, if he had had
1: knowledge of all that stuff, everything you know, the crash sites, the—he's an astrophysicist. He could easily spin it one way or the other. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Damn,
1: this dude was slick as hell. Yeah. So he <laughs> it reminds me of—I uh, saw a thing a while back about. Elvis Presley, the guy who was promoting Elvis Presley, getting all the merchandise and doing all that, also made buttons that said, I hate Elvis. And yeah. I despise Elvis. I crossed out heart Elvis. Yeah. So he was play- playing both sides.
0: Look, man, <laughs> you play both sides, so you always come out on top, you know?
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> all right, so I'm not going to read much more of this. You can find this online. This is easy just Eisenhower briefing and that's probably all you got to search for (laughs) but uh there is a uh another little thing here it's a a letter from Harry Truman to Secretary Forrestal it's just a short little letter but it also proves MJ-12 so I just want to read this to you real quick it says dear Secretary Forrestal As per our recent conversation on this matter, you are hereby authorized to proceed with all due speed and caution upon your undertaking. Hereafter, this matter shall be referred to only as Operation Majestic 12. It continues to be my feeling that any future considerations relative to the ultimate disposition of this matter should rest solely with the office of the president following appropriate discussions with yourself, Dr. Bush, and the Director of Central Intelligence. And then assigned signed Harry Truman.
1: Damn, even he was involved. Holy crap.
0: Yeah, Harry Truman was the one who, like, put all this shit together. Damn. I, yeah. I,
1: I still can't believe it. It just boggles my mind that there's so many huge names that are involved in this.
0: I know, dude. And it, the fact that it's all leading to what my... Initially, I set out To be like, did JFK know about aliens? And then now I'm like, fuck, a lot of people knew about aliens. (laughs) Him and everybody who came before him. Yeah, no shit, man. So those documents that I just read to you, uh, Stanton Friedman, I think we might have talked about him in the the last episode.
1: Yeah, that name sounds familiar.
0: But uh, he was tasked with determining whether the, the documents were real or faked. And what he found out was that they were indeed real documents. He based it off of dates and the way certain meetings had played out. And he's like, you know what? All this stuff kind of lines up. So I'm, I'm going to say, yes, they're real. So, I, I mean, does that make it a hundred percent true? I don't know, <laughs> but he's saying that, yes, these are real based off the way all the other events took place. So this document was le- released two months just two months after the last founding member of MJ twelve had died. When was that? Uh you know what? I got it I think I might have it somewhere. So they didn't
1: they didn't renew memberships into MJ twelve, just they brought all those guys together except the one was it Forrestal?
0: Is his name? Forrestal, yeah. He died.
1: So he died, and then they replaced his position, that membership,
0: officially. Yeah, see, I don't know. I mean, yes, they had more. Th- I don't know. I don't know if it's – they're not – it just hasn't come out that MJ-12 is still around or if they, quote-unquote, s- stopped it or – if somebody else took over and they just changed the name, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know the founding members all died, and then Forrestal was replaced, but I don't know. I'm not really sure how that worked out. Michael Sala, the author of this book that I was that I got all this research from, mm-hmm. he believes that that hints that there was some sort of agreement with MJ-12 and I guess the government or whatever that this would never get out until they were all gone. Same with that. Uh wait, I might be jumping ahead with that with the whole same with that. <laughs> so I don't know. All right. So, after the last member died, a document was released. Yeah. Those documents, all the documents from the the briefing and all that shit didn't come out until the last member died. Maybe that means it's easy to fake. I don't know. Because there's nobody around to be like, that never happened. I am that guy. (laughs) This is where Eisenhower kind of starts to fuck up here, buddy. On January 4th, 1953, he signed Executive Order 10432, which established the Advisory Committee on Government Organization. Okay. As you can guess, their primary goal was to reorganize the American government. Oh. It had been under... Democrat control for, what, 20 fucking years. So he's like, you know what? Let's get this shit back the way we want it. Eisenhower appointed Nelson Rockefeller, the son of John Rockefeller, to head the committee.
1: Not the Rockefellers.
0: He would report directly to Eisenhower.
1: Not the Rockefellers.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: They're a bad news band.
0: Yeah, they're not the most uh, well-liked family in the country, that's for sure.
1: Was it the Rockefellers? I think it was the Rockefellers when I did the Quackery episode that with, like, snake oils and stuff. It was the the original, like, the dad far, far generations back, and he was running from the cops, and he was selling snake oil. This is a cancer treatment. It's good for what ails you. It's a rock ailment or or, uh, rock oil because it was Rockefeller.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I do remember that.
1: Fucking Rockefellers, dude. Can't trust one of them.
0: So are the Rockefellers the uh, the ones who do, like, they go on the Macy's parade and the, the guys are the ones kicking their legs? You got the Rockefellers <laughs> and you got the Rockettes. <laughs> They're like the Mummers, but with high kicks. Yeah, look at them fellers go, them <laughs> Rockefellers.
1: <laughs> I bet that's not far from, well, I guess maybe it's because it's 30 Rock. That the rock is because of dirty rock, but where'd the rock come from? Rockefellers? Maybe. See, man? I don't know. They're everywhere.
0: Might have to look into that. I don't know. Deep. The meanings of words.
1: The, the Rockefellers are deep in this country, deep in the cornerstones oh, yeah. of everything.
0: Yeah. So deep that this Nelson motherfucker reorganized the government. You definitely can't trust a Nelson. Fuck no, you can't trust a Nelson dude.
1: Except for maybe Mandela.
0: Oh yeah, fuck, I forgot about him.
1: Guess he was a fine lad. But even still, I love I love the joke that he was <laughs> he was in prison for twenty seven years, but he still divorced his wife could because he-, he couldn't stand her.
0: Wow, <laughs> I didn't know he did. Di- did he really? Yeah. Wow. He said, "Okay, bitch, I'm back. Fuck you. Get out." Or wait, he divorced her while he was in prison. I, no, I think it was after. Uh, wouldn't that be funny? He's yeah. like, "Send me the fucking paper. I'll sign it right here. <laughs> Give me those papers. I want that bitch gone. Done. Uh, you better, you better not be there when I get back." <laughs> he takes half his shit. So Nelson Rockefeller was head of the committee from fifty three to fifty nine, which is a long fucking time. If you ask me, to to say like how the government is being organized. Uh, yeah. That's six fucking years. Yeah. That's Kevin Feige with Marvel. He's directing
1: everything with Marvel. He's from all the little inner workings. We have a large goal, and here are the steps that we're going to get to this goal. Oh. So there's one guy doing all of them? For the most part, he's kind of heading up like this huge, giant, massive storyline. Okay, the next thing we're going to do is... Is this movie so that we can work in these characters? It's like a showrunner.
0: Jeez, dude, I'd like to see his fucking bank account. No shit. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Get mad. I might get depressed.
1: He could probably just sign a check over to Scarlett Johansson. You know, she's suing Disney right now because of the whole Disney Plus, what Disney Plus, debacle.
0: Uh, see, I don't know that story. I did hear something about a Disney being sued over Black Widow, but I didn't know what was going on.
1: Uh, she had a contract with Disney that said the movie would be in theaters exclusively for so long in the contract, and then she would get a cut of the box office tickets from exclusive movie theater premieres, but they released it on Disney Plus and theaters at the same time. And she's like like whoop. Oh. That wasn't in the contract, Disney. You owe me like
0: $50,000. Well, maybe more than that, 50 dude. million?
1: Maybe 50 million.
0: Yeah, maybe 50 million. I don't know. Jeez.
1: Some people are all are pissed off because she's suing them, but I'm like that is breach of contract.
0: It's a legitimate point, you know.
1: Yeah. Disney would be Going fucking apeshit if any one of their people breached contract. So how you like it?
0: Sure, we make our logo a uh, fucking Mickey Mouse right now and tell, say we we're not getting fucking sued or we're not getting a fucking cease and desist.
1: No, for sure. You
0: know what I mean? Like, yeah, they'll be the first ones to go after somebody for fucking around.
1: Yeah, you made five dollars off of that. Well, you owe me seven fifty.
0: Mm-hmm. Do it again, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Kevin Feige could write one shack to Scarlett Johansson, and she would stop. I bet that's how much money he has.
0: Yeah, for sure, dude.
1: <laughs> Sorry, little tangent. People
0: in control. Run the shit. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what we should probably do? What? We should probably take a break and then get back to it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs>
1: There you are. Where have you been all this time? Me? Yeah. Right here? Though well, Maybe the Majestic 12 took you someplace.
0: No, they can't get to me, dude. I'm in my bunker.
1: You're part of the Majestic 13. One better.
0: Yeah. Fuck that 12, man. <laughs> so I told you Rockefeller was in charge of organizing the government, and he w- they were to also report directly to Eisenhower. So one of the recommendations that he took to Eisenhower was how to organize, reorganize the national security apparatus to help achieve the goals of MJ-12, 12, MJ-12. 12. So his plan was to hide it more deeply in like the black ops area. Mm. Eisenhower's like, you know what? Let's, let's do that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> So, in 54, Rockefeller also got appointed to special assistant for Cold War planning by Eisenhower. So, not only is this guy reorganizing the government, now he's a special assistant for Cold War planning. This guy is just a Rockefeller. Who the fuck is he? You know what I mean? Like,
1: what the fuck?
0: Where'd he get his resume? That's a good question. He's just some dude. I would like those people to build my resume. Maybe I could look a little better as well. (laughs) So, what this position allowed him to do was to monitor and approve covert CIA operations. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Fucking bizarre, right? Like you said, who the fuck is this guy? So, it allowed him to work directly with the director of plans of the CIA, Frank Wisner. Rockefeller suggested taking the MJ-12 group burying it deeper into black ops and have it work out from under the command of the president he, he said basically it didn't make any sense to have the long-term goal of national security linked with the short terms of politicians which eisenhower agreed with and i right. I, I mean i agree as well right it it doesn't make sense that something so long-term like national security we that's a long-term plan. Oh, it shouldn't yeah. be handled by basically a temp, and then they can just fucking willy-nilly change it every four to eight years.
1: Right, but who do they answer to then? If it's not the president, who do they answer to? Then, then at some point, does that group say, um, "We don't really need the president to to do this."
0: That's essentially what happens here. Oh, they oh, fuck. uh yeah, they they basically are like Look here, bud. We're a state in a state and we have control here and you are not shit to us, okay? So fuck off with your five stars.
1: Damn. You just gave us independent agency. Thanks for signing that. Bye.
0: Yeah, essentially that's that's what ends up happening here. That is what creates a big issue. No
1: shit I uh, you know i'm I'm of both minds on that. like you said it's it's good that they acting that they're not acting and they're not switching out per presidency because national security is a big ass deal. but I don't know if it's a good idea for them to act totally independently themselves.
0: well, I think what happened here was Eisenhower basically got duped, oh shit. I think. He's like, Yeah, hey, Nelson, you know what we got the same ideas here. You don't want it under the president. I agree with you. But you like things my way, so I'm gonna approve this. And then turns out Eisenhower gets rammed right up the old beehole oh, with damn. this. Damn.
1: Tell you what, Nelson, I'll scratch your back and you scratch my ah! <laughs> That wasn't my ah! back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the back of my pelvis. <laughs> Ah! I didn't want a prostate exam on this. Shit. You're yep. going further than the prostate, man. <laughs> That's further than the prostate. So the, the main base of operations for MJ-12 was Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which, Ooh. if you remember, is where the Roswell wreckage was taken. Of course it is. Right, Pat is where some of the world's best aviation engineers worked uh so that would make sense why mj12 wanted to be there they can you know they get the wreckage or the best aviation engineers they can reverse engineer it they can do this and that and they can work on all this shit basically that's where they did a lot of their work but they were not stationed there you know they didn't have their meetings there they held it at, at a place called the Battelle institute in columbus ohio okay and the reason they didn't do it at Wright Patterson was due to the fact that it was a military installation, and that would fall under the jurisdiction of the president, because he is huh. the, uh, the leader of the military. Yeah. What the fuck is not What's he Uh Commander in chief. Yeah. Holy
1: shit! How could I not get that? <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> the the wheels were clicking. So that that's interesting. They're like, well, we're an independent agency, so we're going to need an independent office.
0: Yeah. So basically, they couldn't do what they wanted to do at a place where the president could just walk in and be like, all right, any paper that's in the trash, any paper that's in a fucking file, I want to see all of this shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Lease is up.
0: Yeah, MJ-12 is like, we cannot be anywhere near any of that shit. Because we don't want him to barge in one time during a meeting.
1: (laughs) Interesting.
0: Yeah. So a little off that track, uh, this guy Richard Bissell, he was working under Frank Wisner, who I said was the uh, director of plans for the CIA and also worked with Nelson Rockefeller. So Richard Brussell, who was working under him, was tasked with the acquisition of this remote area in the Nevada desert that he spotted while they were flying over. They determined it would be an ideal location to test new spy and aviation technologies, you know, yeah, away from wow. the, the prying eyes of the Soviets. And that's where the U-2 plane was tested. And the, the U-2 was a high-altitude reconnaissance aircraft
1: hmm That's what they told you.
0: It was crazy at the time. You know what I mean? It was amazing. It, everybody wanted it. <laughs> so Eisenhower himself signed over the area from the Atomic Energy Commission to the CIA. So now the CIA owned Area 51. Oh, shit. It, well, it later became Area 51. At the time, it was basically nothing. It was There was like a fucking airfield... I don't even... It might have had a name. And a hangar. Yeah, there was nothing there. And later it became Area 51. Well, they
1: had to get out to, They had to go through all the other areas first. First it was Area 1. Then they added Area 2. The whole damn place is just a bunch of areas. A lot of areas, man. But there ain't shit there. Unless there is. See, they told us that there was stuff there. And then now they want us to think that there's nothing there because they told us there's stuff there and we're reverse psychologying all that stuff and now there's actually really stuff there because we're thinking that there's not really stuff there.
0: They fucking Roswell us, dude. <laughs> actually, you're you're pretty spot on and that's that's going to come up. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> in April of 55, Bissell signed an agreement with the Air Force and the Navy who were very interested in the U2 to allow the CIA to assume all responsibility of security at the place.
1: Still don't know what I'm looking for. You too, Bono. Come on, dude.
0: Come on, man. You know I don't listen to that shit.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Ishwilf.
0: I don't know. Every time I think of you 2 for some reason I think of Coldplay and the song Clocks, and I have no idea why. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird I correlation. Don't know. <laughs> I have no clue why. I guess because I hate both of them. I don't know. That's fine. That's good. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) It is the weirdest correlation. You're right. Uh, So basically what this agreement allowed was anything that went on at Area 51 was under the jurisdiction of the CIA, and then they could deny access to anyone they wanted. So the CIA was now in charge of Area 51, and they had security where normally it would be a military, the military doing security. Wow. The military is like, ah, fuck it. You know what? We're not interested. You guys that go out there and play with your little zoo, 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 your rec- reconnaissance <laughs> planes. We're not interested. Now, this is the fucking CIA's area. It's like the fucking CIA country. It's their playground. Yeah. That's fucking crazy.
1: It just doesn't seem right that there's not some sort of Military presence if there's some sort of major spy vehicles, uh, reconnaissance machines of some variety, all this uh, almost, just about, out-of-this-world technology, no military presence.
0: No, it was the CIA, dude. The CIA was in charge of this. Okay. So now you got that. MJ-12 believed that the CIA... Although the CIA had just been established in 1947, would be the best for them to work with since there's going to be less obstacles for them, less red tape, less of this bullshit. Because basically, the CIA is like, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want, dude. We got this. FBI what? <laughs> we are. We're the real fucking runners of this country. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was essentially like the CIA. Speaking of CIA, there was fucking CIA at my work today. Those motherfuckers. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a. It's a weird. Like we had special forces there. CIA was there. What? They're just just doing a tour. They said just doing a tour. I don't think they just do tours. Yeah. Oh, really? Now, motherfucker, you just doing a tour? Just. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like right after I did the first episode of this, then they decide, hey, here comes the CIA coming to my place of business. <laughs> I don't know, man. And with the Secret Service, or not Secret Service, Special Forces. What? It's a little sus. A little sus, sus, dude. (laughs) Among us, motherfuckers. Among us. Ooh. All right, so the CIA Director of Plans coordinated with military groups around the world in order to get spacecraft found and relocated to Area 51. So he's they're working with MJ-12. But MJ twelve is they can't really be known about, but they are kind of known about. So the <laughs> CIA they're like, hey, let's get some guys. There was a fucking crash over in uh I don't know, Iceland. Go get that motherfucker. <laughs> and then they just fucking bring it back and so why not put that in there? I don't know.
1: Feel good? Feel good at the
0: time? Notes. I guess. I'll read it. I don't know if it makes sense. You need
1: notes for your notes.
0: Yeah. That's, I don't understand why this is. I put, it was, however, the CIA's counterintelligence division that made sure this was done in total secrecy, making sure there were no leaks and that undercover operatives had not been compromised. So I guess the counterintelligence division... I don't fucking know. I don't know why I put that, dude. So you had spies in the spies? I guess. Oh. I know why I put it. Who put spies in my spies? <laughs> All I had to do was wait until I saw the next note. Oh, see? There you go. Note for your note. Yep. The counterintelligence division was run by a man named James Jesus Angleton from 1954 to
1: 1975. Damn, that's a long time.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Angleton was the protege of the then serving CIA director, Alan Dulles. I don't know if Alan Dulles rings a bell to you the airport? I don't
1: He's the airport, he's the airport guy.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Dallas Airport? Yeah, he's not a good guy though. You know, he's not the best guy. Well, I don't know if
1: there's any any airports named after people that were good people.
0: Is that a thing? What? JFK? How good was he really? He was murdered cuz he was so good. <laughs> As you'll find out in another one, but not yet. Uh, So, Alan Dulles was the head of MJ-12 when Area 51 became fully operational. And the reason of this was they had this protocol that whoever the CIA director was, was the head of MJ-12. Hmm.
1: I thought they were just using their offices. Hey, CIA guys. Can we uh, lease your offices? I know you're going to leave us alone. Oh, you want (laughs) to take over? Um...
0: I don't know. Right. So MJ twelve, they get in, they work with the CIA, and now all of a sudden the head of the CIA is also the head of MJ twelve, like wait a hold on. What? You know what I mean? That it'd be like you and your new wife moving in with somebody <laughs> and next thing you know, he's banging her too. And it's like, what? That's not how that works. What the what documents don't the you know, the declassified or the leaked documents, they don't mention is real close to Area 51. There's an area called S4. And S4, if you remember, was Hmm. talked about by that fucking guy. The guy. What's that guy's name? Bob Lazar. Ooh. I knew that sounded familiar. I knew S4 sounded familiar. That's where he fucking worked, dude. That's where Bob Lazar worked. So, it goes without saying, the CIA is also in charge of S4... And then that's where MJ-12 moved for their home base. Oh, shit. MJ-12 is in S4, which is in a fucking mountain or something. Now, this is a quote from the author of this book. And he puts, It is illegal to reveal information or documents about a classified U.S. facility or program that has not been acknowledged to officially exist. It's illegal to do that. (laughs) So the reason he says he says it is that's why there's like no documentation about S four, and all we have really are whistleblower accounts of it, which that's also illegal too. But there's no documentation of it that's leaked out because it's super fucking illegal, <laughs> is what he's getting at. What you don't like that?
1: I don't know. This seems so, we- so weird. It's it's illegal. We're not going to tell you it's illegal. But you'll know it's illegal.
0: Well, it's illegal to reveal information or documents about it.
1: It's like a television contract. So the actors can't talk about this thing until it's already released.
0: Yeah, until it's acknowledged. Yeah. So it's sort of like that. So these there are whistleblowers of S4 and the most notable, well, one of the most notable are are. Hmm. There's Derek Hennessey. Steve Wilson, Dan Burrish, some anonymous whistleblower who calls himself Victor. He released, this one, uh, released a video of a gray being interviewed. What? In as a video of a gray being interviewed.
1: Quote unquote, Victor released that.
0: Yeah. I've seen the video. Really? Yeah, you could probably find it on fucking YouTube. Is he intelligible? Like, is he... Speak American. Uh, I believe it's. I think he talks like this. It's like really hard to understand him. And then by the end, he's like getting short of breath. And then they take him away or something.
1: Like a fish. You're a fish out of water. It, Go
0: put him back in the tank for a while. He's not from fucking Earth, dude. <laughs> Cut the man some slack. Cut the thing some slack. The atmosphere is a little sick.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a. Uh, death metal singer. <laughs> I don't know what you're What are you saying?
0: You just gotta look, you gotta put the subtitles on, and subtitles are just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Percent sign, star, star, dollar sign, hashtag.
0: They, I mean, they gotta do it that way, because they don't know if they're cursing or not. And that's how you write curses.
1: Right. Clear channel radio, you gotta just put the symbols
0: in. Mm-hmm. F star star star. <laughs> uh, another wh- whistleblower is Dr. Michael Wolf. Dr. Michael Wolf is a, a pretty interesting one. I might dig into him at some point. It, it's a weird one. All of this, I promise, all of this is tying in together. Uh, the CIA has this weird way of getting funds, it can hmm. obtain funds, quote unquote, legally through the appropriations of other government agencies and other sources without regard to any provisions of law and without regard to the intent behind Congressional appropriations. Oh, fuck. So the CIA can just fucking take money, basically. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you got some money? Not now. (laughs) CIA has money. They're just the bullies. You know what I mean? Like the mafia. Picking the government up by their fucking ankles and shaking them until the chains falls out. Basically, they get a ton of money without Congress knowing. In my opinion, that's the best way to run a super secret base, right? Is to get <laughs> fucking secret money. Secret money for a secret base.
1: That makes sense to me, I guess. You took a, some notes from the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> they started the mafia, dude. Are you
0: serious? Well, they probably did. That's how they got the first monies. See, I have heard that. I don't know, because I don't. You know, I don't want you know the Rotini family coming after me or whatever the fuck. So, Eisenhower, who was a five-star general, he fully understood the need for certain things to be secret from the world of politics. Uh, the author refers to this as a white and a black side, and not in a race terms, but uh, so. The white side is the typical political BS, you know, the bills and, uh, the policies and what, all that shit. And the black side was all the covert missions and secret programs and all that. So in 2013, this is just a quick little interview thing. A former CIA agent did a video interview in front of the six retired members of Congress. And he said that Eisenhower quickly grew very frustrated with his lack of knowledge of what was going on at S4. (laughs) I bet. Yeah. So, now going back, 58, in 1958, Eisenhower, you know, he asked about some information on it. So, Eisenhower got denied. Oh. They were like, nah, sorry, dude, we can't give you any information. So, he, he sent a little... A little message. He told that he had a CIA agent. And his boss. And he talked to him. And he said. Because no one else could get entry. So he had the CIA agents deliver this message. <laughs> so he wanted this agent. This agent. The one who said. That Eisenhower quickly grew frustrated. So he's, he was sent. To personally deliver this message. To whoever was in charge. That. If they didn't go to Washington and meet him within a week, he would take the First Army of Colorado and invade Area 51 and S4. <laughs> he said, if they don't, meaning meet with him, we are going to take the base over. I don't care what kind of classi- classified material you've got, we are going to rip this thing apart. The militia's coming. Look at <laughs> <laughs> The Fucking President <laughs> and our military are going up against the CIA here. So the CIA agent and his boss they're like Okay, this is fucking crazy what the hell's going on here? So they go. Is he serious? This is the presidential seal? What yeah. is he is he drunk?
1: <laughs> He's
0: he probably was. I mean back then he probably was drunk. I think everybody was drunk on whiskey all the time, right? I don't doubt it. It was a It was a Cold War. Yeah, it was what, nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah, man.
1: Heart of the Cold War, baby. Yeah. They didn't uh we weren't quite to the love of peace thing. So everybody was just hammered.
0: Prohibition was way done. War was done. It's a celebration. Just cold war. Just always celebrating. (laughs) It's a cold war. I mean, that's calls for celebration, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's dying. Yeah, you're just you're like, oh, you gonna shoot? No. You am I gonna shoot? No. It's just like the equivalent of getting into a fist fight and just always going, what, 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 what? right? You know.
1: Nobody's actually touching anybody.
0: <laughs> just in each other's faces. You gonna swing, bro? You gonna swing? Do it. Do it.
1: <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, their friends are just building bigger and bigger bullets.
0: <laughs> in comes Nigeria. <laughs> hey motherfuckers! <laughs> ah! They're just fucking in with, like, these crazy-ass jets and shit. just And we're like, oh, shit. So they're the ones with flying saucers? Yeah, we didn't even expect them. <laughs> We've been beefing and staring at each other over the fence for so long. Here comes <laughs> the new neighbors. <laughs> yeah, high-tech spears. What happened? <laughs>
1: we weren't even watching them. <laughs> homing spears. That would be
0: embarrassing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Only spears? No, homing Oh <laughs> uh, Woo. That'd be a little scary.
1: Yeah, nobody's watching them. Nobody's nobody knows what's going on out there. Probably not, no. No. US, <laughs> Russia, China, we're all just staring at each other. Meanwhile, Nigeria's having their own Cold War. All by themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Alright, so these fucking CIA agents, they go out there with a message in hand. Or in brain. I don't know if it was a physical message or if it was like, I'm going to tell you this and we don't want a paper trail, but I'm about to fucking invade the US with the US. So they get out there. There's these garage type doors with flying saucers in them.
1: What? They just have the
0: hangers open? I mean, they're CIA, they are, maybe they were, they were inside the place. So it's, it's S4. So it's like in a mountain. So, yeah, I mean, you go in, and then maybe all the doors are open because they're just like... It's always high. They have the hangers open, man. Damn. No. Nah, the main door is closed, dude. <laughs> the mountain is closed. I don't know. So they they see that. He also says that his... They saw this, like, gray... What would be considered a gray alien, and his boss even partially interviewed this thing. What? I don't know what the interview was about. Partial interview, maybe it was just like, hey, what's your name? He's like ah. And then he was like, All right, I don't know how to That's my interview. That's fine. Thank you. So they they go back to Washington and they told Eisenhower what was going on and Eisenhower's like, What the fuck? Are you like are you shitting me? I walked away for one minute. He got his information But not really. So basically what we said was he let the CIA, the CIA was now in control of this and it was all insulated from the control of the president. He was fucked. They're doing all this shit. The only way he can do it is by sending in CIA agents to threaten a fucking military takeover. (laughs) So
1: it's because he hired that Nelson Rockefeller.
0: Yeah all because of him he spent the rest of his presidency trying to change what he had set into motion but he was unsuccessful dude even during his uh his exit speech on january 17th 1961 yeah he made warnings that the military industrial complex could grow out of control uh if it wasn't put into check (laughs) he he explained how he used to not have armaments industry, but we could make things, you know, if we had some time, you know what I mean? You know, if we knew we were going to war in about six months, we could make some things, but they're like, yeah, this is not good. Uh, He said, we could no longer improvise armaments, and we were compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. He also added that the U.S. annually spent more on military security than the net income of all U.S. corporations combined. (laughs) damn yeah
1: that was 60 years ago yeah 60 years ago yeah
0: 1961 and then this last little bit i'm gonna leave you with here it's a quote from his speech all right he said in the councils of government we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence whether sought or unsought by the military industrial complex The potential for the rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or our democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so security and liberty may prosper together.
1: Holy shit. We need to put that poster up at every corner.
0: This is his exit speech, dude. He said this to the public. The potential for the rise of misplaced power exists and will persist.
1: Holy shit.
0: We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or our democratic processes. Damn, that's deep. That's heavy. Yeah, so basically what happened was he set this all into motion, thinking it was a good thing, and then ends up getting fucked. And now it's a snowball rolling downhill, dude. And yeah, there's nothing he can do about it.
1: So he was like, "I wanna, I wanna wash my hands of this, but I know it's in good hands." And no, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, he thought it was a good thing, and it probably could have been a good thing in a sense. You know, there's certain things the president doesn't need to know.
1: Yeah. Sure. I agree with that. But I don't know, they they took that inch that they got and they turned it into a mile. And then something. Yeah. A light year even.
0: The next episode we're gonna find out that Kennedy didn't do Kennedy tried to do the whole strong arm the MJ twelve, but it didn't go it didn't go so well for him.
1: Oh shit.
0: It didn't work out as well as Eisenhower's dude. Oh man. Yeah, there's no way I could have got this in a in a two-parter here. (laughs) All right, you're gonna leave it at that then. That's a cliffhanger for this one. Yeah, let's leave it there because next week or the next episode, part three. I don't know. That's not next week, anyway. Yeah, part three is when we're gonna get into the JFK being elected and then how him knowing Eisenhower and this and that and yeah, it's okay.
1: Well, hit us up on podchaser.com, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and tell us how many Nelsons you trust. Are you a Nelson? You don't even trust yourself? See? See? That's a problem.
0: You can't trust yourself if you're a Nelson.
1: <laughs> five stars. Tell us about the Nelsons. Um, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. But, of course, all that crap can be found under weirdnesshq.com slash bringontheweird.
0: Along with tpublic.com. Hang on. I'm fucked up here. I looked at something and it messed up my words. Holy shit. Am I having a fucking stroke, dude? (laughs) It's weird. It's because we started at a weird time.
1: We were not prepared (laughs) for this. Oh, man. brain's not functioning after... Before 4 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. on a Tuesday.
0: Holy shit. Uh, Also, you can find all the links to our merch at... (laughs) tpublic.com slash bring on a weird no tpublic.com and search bring on a weird myconspiracytees.com slash bring on a weird and zazzle.com slash store slash bring on a weird that sounds good yeah and all those sound fine holy shit that was a <laughs> nightmare dude I, I don't i could not get through that it happens and it's real this is us yeah, I'm not cutting any of that shit out. I'm Good. just gonna leave it all Don't. in there. They're gonna they already know I'm a fucking idiot. It's a it's a random commercial for all our own stuff. I mean, that's how <laughs> we roll. Because, yeah. because it's weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of MetaHuman Human Affairs. This one is a story All you gotta do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.